This is Bigger Pockets Daily. I'm Tyler, and today's article comes from the Bigger Pockets blog. Every day, I read a new article exploring a different aspect of real estate investing. If you consider yourself a multitasker, this is the perfect show for you. Okay, almost time for the show. We'll get right into it after this quick break. This show is sponsored by Airbnb. Did you know that a long time ago, before I ever started my real estate business, I turned one of my first primary residences into an Airbnb? And that's the extra income that I needed from Airbnb that gave me the confidence to go out and work for myself and eventually quit my nine to five job. And now I have dozens of Airbnbs all over the country. I've even partnered up with the old David Green on a recent property in Scottsdale to take our portfolio to the next level. And of course, we host it on Airbnb. But you don't need to be a full-time real estate investor to start on Airbnb. As a matter of fact, I was self-managing 10 properties while working my 9-to-5 job, so I know anybody can do it. Think about it this way. You're looking for extra income and going on a vacation. Wouldn't it be great to rent out your space and let your property pay for itself while you're gone? I did this one time. I pitched my wife and my roommate because we were house hacking on the idea of renting out our home, and it paid for all of our expenses on a trip to Mexico City. So go and give it a try. It might just change your life just like it did mine. And I really do mean that. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. You're trying to close on your next rental. So why is your insurance company dragging its feet? With long lead times and never-ending paper forms, it's no wonder it takes forever to finally get a policy. Modern investors deserve better. They deserve Steadily.com. At Steadily.com, you'll get fast, affordable landlord insurance available online 24-7 in just a few clicks. You can even get next-day coverage, which takes just minutes, by the way, to obtain. And you can do it all from your phone. Steadily was founded by landlords who created insurance products tailored to the unique needs of this industry. It's their sole focus, and that's why landlords nationwide consistently rate them 4.8 out of 5 stars. So whether you've got a single-family, short-term, or multifamily portfolio, Steadily.com can secure the best coverage at the best price to protect your properties. Discover how Steadily can save you both time and money on your rental property insurance. Visit Steadily.com for a commitment-free quote tailored to your needs today. Should you buy before rates rise or wait for a market crash? Hmm. By Dave Meyer. After years of record-breaking appreciation, property values are facing their first real test since 2019, as mortgage rates rapidly rise and put downward pressure on housing prices. As such, many real estate investors are rightfully wondering if they should invest now before rates rise, or if they should wait for a possible price correction. This is an important question for real estate investors, and luckily, we can answer it for ourselves with simple math. So in today's podcast, I will talk you through how returns would differ if you bought now versus waiting for a crash. I'll also demonstrate how you can use calculators on bigger pockets to do these calculations yourself. The variables. The question I'm seeking to answer is, should I invest now before rates rise further? Or should I wait for a potential price correction? There are just two variables we need to consider to answer these interest rates, and home prices. Let's create two scenarios. The first is buying now, mid-year 2022, where interest rates for an investor on a 30-year fixed-rate mortgage are about 5%, and the median home price in the U.S. is $400,000. 
The second scenario is going to be a market crash scenario, where the median home price declines by 10% to $360,000, but that doesn't happen until the end of 2022, at which interest rates for an investor increase to about 5.75%. To be clear, I am not saying that a crash is going to happen. I personally think the more likely scenario is that price growth starts to flatten out in the coming months, and perhaps even decline at some point within the next year or so. But I don't think a 10% contraction is likely. Overall, low inventory and demographic demand will likely put upward pressure on housing prices and counteract the effect of rising interest rates. However, we're in strange times, and the direction of the housing market is unclear. For the purpose of this podcast, I'm going to model what I would consider a true crash scenario, which is 10% decline in home values. Of course, there are limitless scenarios we could run, but since I hear so many questions about the crash scenario, I think it's the most interesting one to model. In both scenarios, I assumed rent prices of $2,800 a month and forecast an average of 3% appreciation post-purchase. I did this because even if prices do happen to decline a bit in the coming year or two, I expect strong appreciation in the housing market over the next 10 years. I recognize rent could go down in a crash scenario, but I want to limit the number of variables in the analysis, so I kept rent the same in both scenarios. Analysis To make this analysis as easy as possible, I'm going to plug in my assumptions to the BiggerPockets Rental Property Calculator. Scenario 1, buy now. Purchase price, $400,000. Down payment, $100,000, 25%. Closing costs, $7,000. Annual appreciation, 3%. Loan details, 5% interest rate, 30-year fixed rate. Rent, $2,800. In scenario 1, If I owned the property for 10 years, the value of this fictional house would increase to $538,000, and I'd be earning over $10,000 a year in cash flow after a decade of gradual rent increases. If I went to sell the property after 10 years, I would earn a profit of $265,000, which is good for a 13.28% annualized rate of return. Solid returns! Scenario 2 Wait for a price drop, 10% price correction. Purchase price, $360,000. Down payment, $90,000 or 25%. Closing costs, $7,000. Annual appreciation, 3%. Loan details, 5.5% interest rate, 30-year fixed rate. Rent, $2,800. In scenario two, if I owned the property for 10 years, the value of this fictional house would be increased to $484,000, and I'd be earning almost $11K a year in cash flow. If you're wondering why the value of the property is less, it's due to the fact that in both scenarios, I assume an average of 3% appreciation. In scenario two, we had a starting point of $360,000, as opposed to $400,000 in scenario one. If I went to sell the property after 10 years, I would earn a profit of $245,000, which is good for a 13.44% annualized rate of return, slightly higher than Scenario 1. Breakdown As you can see from these two analyses, the difference between the two scenarios is not very considerable. 
the total profit is greater for scenario 1, 265,000 versus 245,000, but the rate of return is higher for scenario 2, 13.44% versus 13.28%. This is because you put 90 grand down to earn 245,000 in scenario 2, whereas in scenario 1, you put down $100,000 to earn 265k. If it feels like I doctored the inputs to make the results come up similar, which I do for the purpose of explanation sometimes, I didn't. I just came up with a market crash scenario that is within reason, and this is how it played out. Frankly, I was pretty surprised to see how similar these two scenarios worked out, and I found the results encouraging. It's reasonable to be worried about the market and where we're going over the next few months. Getting the results of this analysis and finding that investing now or in a 10% correction is about the same made me feel more confident in my own investing strategy. My thoughts on the market. Although this is a confusing market, to say the least, I am still actively looking for deals. And here's why. I personally believe the market will flatten out or even go slightly negative at some point in the coming year or two. But it's incredibly difficult to time the market. I can easily see the market appreciating more in the coming months as well. Overall, I'm not trying to time that market because I've done that in the past and lost. As I said at the beginning of the podcast, there are two variables in this equation, interest rates and property values. One of these variables is unclear and the other is pretty certain. In the terms of property values, I have personal hypotheses about what will happen in the coming years, but those are just my personal opinions. On the other hand, mortgage rates are almost guaranteed to increase. The Fed is insistent on controlling inflation and bond yields are rising rapidly, making mortgage rates go up. Because the direction of interest rates is predictable, but property value growth isn't, I'm trying to make decisions based on the variable I can better forecast. Even if the market does correct in the next year or two, I personally think something along the lines of a 5% correction is more likely than 10%, despite it still being a possibility. A 5% drop, which I'll call scenario 3, yields the worst returns of all, 244k in profit at a 13% annualized return. This happens because the decrease in prices is not enough to offset the rising interest rates. So, although the difference is negligible in the long run, buying now has a slight advantage over what I think most realistically will happen in the coming years. All of these scenarios are better than what I think alternative investments offer, with inflation eating away 8% of money's value annually right now, <laughs> I feel a strong imperative to invest my money. Cash is losing value rapidly, and I don't want to let my spending power slip away. Bonds have a negative real interest rate. They don't even keep pace with inflation and are unattractive. I do invest in the stock market, but I don't think I'll get a 13% return over the next 10 years in the stock market. And I don't know enough about crypto to put any significant portion of my net worth into that asset class. I'll admit I'm biased toward real estate because I know it best, but I genuinely believe it will outperform all other asset classes over the next 10 years. Of course, these are just my assumptions and feelings about the market. At the end of the day, it's up to each individual investor to make their own forecasts of the market. 
In fact, BiggerPockets launched its newest podcast, On the Market, which is hosted by myself and is designed to help you form your own strategy based on changing market conditions. Once you have a sense of where you think the market might go, run your own analyses. Use the BiggerPockets calculators like I did to determine for yourself if now is a good time to invest or if you're better off waiting based on your own assumptions of where housing prices and interest rates are going. The calculators make it super easy. So don't be stunned by fear. Run the numbers for yourself and make a data-driven, informed decision about your strategy. So, what'd you think? Do you have a question about real estate investing? Visit biggerpockets.com forums today to ask our more than 1.8 million members for some help. I'll see you right back here tomorrow.